Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. Following podcast is from the Sword of the Spirit Bible Conference. This is the first morning service of Sunday the 24th of February 2013, entitled Relationships Part 2. And the Bible reading is taken from Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Here's Pastor Lou Godano. Be careful how you say things, really more about how you say it. Take a minute, really think about what you're doing. Again, you're a big boy, you can... Think first, then put it in gear, you know. You can do it. You can do it. Um, And then be careful, ladies. We talked about your perception. You do have perception, God-given perception. Be able to read situations, read people. You do it better than the guys. You really do. But realize you're not God either and that you make mistakes and, uh, you know, you're not always going to be right. Uh, Guys, pay attention when they say something. Uh, you know, it's your responsibility. You'll have to sort it out. You'll have to know if it's an emotional thing or all of that, but take it for what it's worth. Don't just dismiss it as she's emotional and she doesn't know what she's talking about. She very well may, but, uh, it, you know, you're not God. You're not always going to do it right. Um, as we mentioned, men and women want different things, and really there's no surprise there. Those who take the time to find out what their spouse wants or needs and do something to see those needs are met, have the stuff of a happy marriage. This is a little tricky because it's easy to assume that the wants and needs you feel are the same as those of your spouse. And that's always just a, a, a trip hazard. You know, we think that uh, we're just going to, uh, you know, treat people as you want to be treated, right? We're taught that from young. And uh, that's a nice thought, but really when it comes to marriage and guys and girls, that really doesn't apply. I mean, it does generally, but they have different needs, and we uh, you know, need to be uh, aware of that. Um, let me say this. No one uh, pushes to go to divorce court because their spouse is meeting too many of their needs. You know, you never have that. You know, they knock on the preacher's door, you know, set up in a counseling appointment. Preacher, they, you know, he's just meeting too many of my needs. It's driving me crazy. You know, you just never have that. And so uh, really, it's we're not meeting each other's needs. There's a communication gap, and sometimes it's a character thing. Sometimes we're lazy. All of that is true. Um, let me talk to you a little bit. I'm a man. Let me talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, what men want, and, and not that, you know, you're going to fulfill all their needs. That's not what we're looking at. I'm just trying to give you the mindset and, and uh, maybe help your understanding a, a little bit. Um, the number one thing men, you know, don't want is to be women. You know, we fight it as much as possible. We, are, we don't want to be women. And so when we feel that you're pushing something on us that is feminine, we resent it. And we, you're, you're never going to get anywhere with us that way. Um, as I mentioned, you know, when a woman sometimes will describe their perfect man, they'll describe another woman. And, and, and that's kind of comical, but really be careful of that because it's true. Um, let me say this. Uh, men make terrible girlfriends. And you say, what do you mean by that? Um, well, a woman wants a friend, and she wants someone to talk to. We're supposed to be that. But really, God set it up that the older women are supposed to teach the younger women. And really, women have something to give to women that men don't have to give to women. And, you know, God really didn't set it up that, you know, your husband is supposed to meet all of your emotional needs. He just really can't, he can't do it. First, God is supposed to, 
and then you know sometimes God puts a support structure in your life really the Bible says that a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife it really doesn't say for a woman to come out of her support structure and be isolated and sometimes you see that and sometimes that just happens sometimes that's necessary someone goes to a mission field someone goes you know far far away but it's not wise is what I'm telling you guys to take your wife away from every person a guy does that sometimes you don't need to talk to your mother you don't need to talk to whatever now you shouldn't let them interfere you know they should not be you should not let them into your marriage you should not tell them all the things that are going on but sometimes when 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 ladies are going through struggles we need to understand they need some of that God designed that so be okay with that and if you see guys things you know going in a negative way uh, get some good counsel take one step at a time but don't get this idea that it's just me and her and we don't need anyone else guys sometimes can be like that I'm an island and I can you know I can handle it and uh, ladies are really not designed that way so uh, be careful about that um, we generally uh, let me say this let me back up a little bit um, talking about guys we don't like to talk no duh you know unless it's things that we want to talk about when I say talk I mean doing that that quality time thing we don't want to talk like that opening up um, we generally forget the little things and and sadly um, you know watching TV and dummying out and the nothing box sometimes is a whole lot more you know appealing than than you know opening up and sharing with our wives men don't share well they never really will they're not really designed to do that now they can just understand that that's not their makeup they're not going to just one day just you know this is the way I am now you know what I mean and everything's wonderful um, you just you need to just again watch your expectation um, really I've got it here in my notes but don't take it personally uh, we we don't really want to share with anyone you know you know sometimes a woman will say he doesn't want to share with me but really you gotta understand he doesn't really want to do that with anyone he doesn't you know I don't get over there when I see Panas and say you know let me share the experience and all this stuff you know somebody will see a scar on my hand I don't say it hurts you know and this is what happened this was my feeling when it's happened you know we don't discuss those things we just don't do it and so a, a, a woman sometimes will want a man to do a little of that a little of that's fine you know that quality time she wants to talk but don't look like like uh, you're gonna get all of this reaction back and forth and 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 he's gonna be like you you know we're different and uh, you're gonna need his strength so uh, just understand about that uh, we conquer we protect we compete we did that last night I hate to lose my my uh, I know it and I'm hoarse because of all that taunting I did my nephew loves playing Uncle Louie in any game air hockey it doesn't matter because he knows I play to win and if he beats me he's done something he's accomplished something but we are like that that's in us we compete uh, you know uh, you know we work we insult right we insult <laughs> We make disgusting noises. We leave the toilet seat up, but generally we do not share. Okay, so uh, just you know, let's leave that at that. You can train us to share, and and we'll talk a little bit if I have time, a little bit more about that. Um, you know, later on, you know, you can you can help us through that process. But understand, this is a long process. 
Um, again, and the process is not to turn us into women. The process is, you know, to say, I, you know, I need to tell you this. And sometimes guys, we make a mistake because we'll turn them off, you know. You know, that glazed look, kind of awesome. I get that glazed look, and that's not a good thing. You know what I mean? We've got to pay attention, uh, you know, for our, our ladies. But, but work with each other. Um, here's another thing men don't want. You need to understand this. Uh, men don't want to work on their marriages, generally. They just don't. Um, I'm someone that does, does a lot of reading. You know, there's a lot of things, like I said, I flip-flop on some of these things. But generally, men do not want to work on their marriages. It's not that they don't want things to be better. Um, it's not that they're lazy. It's that they really don't see the need. They, they come into marriage many times, and they're happy. They're, they're a little bit more easily contented. Why would, I, why would I change anything? Everything's fine. Everything's perfect. Everything's wonderful. And a woman, of course, doesn't see it that way. And she wants to make these adjustments, but he, he's very content. And men generally are more content than women. And so he doesn't, you know, she says, I don't understand why he doesn't want to work on this. And he's saying, I don't know why, why are you so discontented? Everything's wonderful, you know? And, and he just doesn't understand it. And so you have some needs and, and, and all of that, and we understand that. And uh, more men need to understand those things. But, but realize it's not, a, it's not an attack on you. I don't want to work on my marriage. You know, it's, it's just that he doesn't see the need. He needs to see the need. And you need to talk to him in a way that uh, uh, maybe opens his eyes a little bit. And that's why I want to try to help you with some of this communication. Um, there was a magazine that was put out, and um, they did a study to see how many uh, women would, would uh, remarry their husbands and do it all over again. And uh, overwhelmingly, the men said, I would do it all over again. And overwhelmingly, the women said, I would not. And, you know, you, you say, what? But, but that's the truth. And really, it's because, you know, uh, a couple of things have changed. Things have changed in our culture. And I don't mean to be mean or vicious or I'm, I'm not talking down women. But if you study men, men have been the same for hundreds of years, really only in, in our Western civilization and, and with, again, I'm not blaming Europe as much as I'm blaming Hollywood, where, where you know, expectations have changed. And we have this, you know, really thought that is kind of like a, a fantasy. We, we see all, you know, what the world says is it's supposed to be, and then we get inside, we find out it's not what it's supposed to be. And so, you know, Hollywood is very, you know, it's, it's, it's hurt us a lot. And so uh, that is a problem. And so, ladies, you need to realize that, that, you know, uh, women mostly are, are, are not um, feeling fulfilled. They're not feeling, you know, they're the ones, 80% of all divorces are because women are coming in and saying, I want a divorce. And they're not fulfilled. They're the ones that are frustrated to the max. A lot about that, it has to do with expectation. Hope deferred, I've said it a bunch of times this week, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And um, I'm not saying that uh, there shouldn't be changes made. There should, and we'll talk about that. But you need to understand that that is a problem. Uh, there's, a, there's a sitcom, and you probably see it over here, uh, you know, uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. And, you know, but, but the idea in America, in Western civilization, 
of a guy is Ray Romano. You know, he's the dumb, stupid, what, what, what did I say, what did I do, you know? And, 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 and that is the, 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 the thought process that has been programmed into the female about the male. He's just an idiot, you know what I mean? And guys are immature. Guys need, you know, to be challenged, and, and we'll talk about that. There's a lot of things that need to happen, but really the way his makeup is is the way God designed him. And it's not a bad thing. And so be careful of, of your perception of all of that. Um, let me say God gives the responsibility to men. So, so I always, when I preach, I really hammer the guys um, because I think it's their responsibility. But when I really analyze the problem, a lot of times in the marriages, it comes down to this expectation thing where really you're forever frustrated if you want something that can never be attained. You know what I'm saying? That is, that is frustration to the max. I teach the circle of control and then the circle of no control. And people let their circumstances dictate how they feel. And if you're forever hoping your circumstances will change so that you can you know, feel fulfilled, you're going to be forever frustrated because you can't control that. All you can control is this area of control. So work on what you can control. Find fulfillment in that. And that's a whole other message. But... Um, I just want you to understand, really, the unrealistic expectations is really the culprit in a lot of times uh, with the misery between men and women. Um, I already mentioned, so I won't say too much about it, but, but God designed you know, uh, the support structure for, for ladies to maybe get some insight from some older ladies that have do- gone through it. And um, you know, uh, men will learn along the way, and a lot of times women will look at... Um, a man that is a little bit more established or a man that's been, you know, uh, married a lot of years and they say, look at that cute couple, look at that older couple, why, they just, you know, I wish my husband would treat me like that, you know. But the truth is this is a long-term process and that guy didn't get there overnight. I guarantee when he first got married, you know, he didn't realize half of the things that he does now. And so you can, you can get that, but the, the bad news is, is by the time you get us just about, you know, the way you want us, we die, and it's over. You know what I'm saying? You know, but keep that long-term process in mind. You know what I'm saying? Patient. I tell my wife, if you give me this thing of 15, you know, if I feel totally like I've got 25 things I'm, I'm failing in, you know, it's just like, why to even try? You know what I'm saying? But if you give me one or two things, you know, honey, it really drives me nuts when you do this. I just, you know, stupid little things. I go in the bathroom Okay, and we don't have a frosted glass in, in our bathroom. And I live out in the country. So when I go in the bathroom, I open up the blinds because I like being able to see out in the woods and all that. And I really don't care, you know. No one can see me, but even if someone did, I really don't care. I just don't. That drives my wife nuts. She'll come in there at night, the lights on and whatever, and she's totally clothed, but it, it freaks her out. She hates it. And so, you know, one day we're sitting at uh, a couples conference, and I said, okay, put a couple of things on this list that I could change and be a help to you. She put that on the list. <laughs> like, 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 this is like a major deal. And normally I would dismiss it and go, that ain't nothing. But I've learned to say, if she's got it on the list, this is a big deal, and I need to pay attention. And it's like, what, how easy is it to just shut the blinds? Okay, stupid, stare out the window and then shut the blinds. You know, and so... Just, you know, have some sense, I guess. Um, let me see here. Uh, where can we pick up here? Um, 
Let me talk a little bit about men and, and really what they desire, their need. I should say, it's not so much what a man wants, it's what a man needs. You hear a lot of preaching, and, and, and rightfully so, about men, you need to listen. We talked about that. Men, uh, you know, women need these things. They need to be listened to and all that. But what sometimes is not being said is that men have needs. Like we need, you know. And so sometimes when we talk about respect, we think that that's just something that is like um, a male chauvinist thing. And it's really not. This is a need. Just as much as you need some things, man needs, he needs your respect. He needs it. And he will feel totally unfulfilled without it. And you are, you are fighting City Hall if you don't respect him and, and you want to criticize everything he does. You, it's doomed to failure. So, just, so, so realize that. And I'm going to follow my notes because I, I want to make sure that I, I get as much in here as I can. Um, let me, let me say, make this statement. Men feel um, respect, talking about respect, that it's owed to them because they're men. Now, a woman will bristle at that. What? Well, that sucker, you know, does what he's supposed to do. He'll have earned my respect. Then I'll give him respect. And that's the way a woman thinks. But a man just, it comes natural, you know, I, you know, he doesn't process, I need you to respect me. He just processes, you should respect me. But when you really look at it, he needs you to respect him. And, and a woman will say, when, when he is respectable, then I will respect him. But the thing is, he will never get to be respectable if you don't respect him. You've got to understand that this is something that, that, that he needs, something that um, you know, will help him. Um, let, let me uh, continue on here a little bit. I'll just read through what I have in my notes. Most women are willing to show respect, but they want their men to be worthy of it. If he is not, a woman feels that showing respect is disingenuous, and she moves into, I had better correct the situation mode. She believes she can respect her man only if she can get him to act respectable, which we seldom do. Um, but that's not how a man works. Respect is too great a need for a man to have it come and go based on performance. If it's only based on performance, we're going to fail miserably, we're never going to get respected, and we're never going to get to where you want us to be. And so, so again, I know ladies, you know, you're, 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 you're smart about these things. And I, and I know, you know, when I give instruction, a lot of times women will, will pay attention and women will put it to work in their marriages. And I usually have to kick the guy in the rear end and say, get to work, you know. But, but I, I'm, I'm giving you some information that's powerful information. Um, if a woman will learn to, to risk respecting her man when he is not perfect, he will open his heart to her and will become pliable to change. You hear it said that uh, if... If I don't show you that I love you, then I really can't impact your life. You know what I'm saying? If, if you know, I don't, they don't care what you know until they know how much you care, right? That's the way it is with a man. If you show him respect, he, his guard will go down, and he'll say, okay, honey, what's the two things that I could do these next few months? Close the blinds, you know? But if, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's a whining experience, if it's a... And, and again, we say whining 
we don't mean to be negative to you. I'm just saying that's the way we interpret in our little pea brain. We hear this negative talk, and, it, and it's like, I'm not doing nothing. And so you don't want that. You're fighting against your own interest. Um, a man needs respect to feel safe enough to open up. When he feels he is being uh, looked up to as the head in a relationship, he will automatically show his wife, uh, allow his wife to, uh, to, to make really the little changes that, that she so desires. Um, she'll be able to point her man in the right direction. Women generally have no idea how much sway they have over a man. And we were kind of laughing and joking about that. And, uh, you know, um, that is so very true. The, the one verse that I always challenge our ladies with and our whole church with is, A wise woman buildeth her house, the Bible says, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. That means that you have that power. You can build your home, you can build your man, or you can tear it down. So that's, that's powerful. You would think that you don't have that much power, but you do have that much power. You know, you hear it said, you know, behind every great man, there's a great woman. I can't say that, you know, that, I can't say amen enough. I mean, that is so very true. A, a woman can disintegrate a man, you know, to nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, and we would never admit it. We would say, no way. She don't mean nothing to me. You know, I don't need her. And then that comes out of the mouth. But it is not true. That is not true. Um, let me, let me uh, read this to you. Uh, there was another study done to men, uh, and really women are not aware of this. The majority of men feel very unsure of themselves. In a recent survey, 75% of men admitted that they feel like an imposter. Many spend their entire lives fighting the voices in their head that constantly shout, you don't really know what you're doing. It's just a matter of time before everyone discovers you're a fake. You're a fraud. You know what I'm saying? We second guess our ego and our and our and everything is so fragile to a man that way. We've got to make the decisions. We're supposed to lead in all of that. Um, there's a couple in my church that are doing very well. They're they're a young couple. They just have now had their second child, and I've watched God use them. I've watched God elevate this guy, elevate this guy, elevate this guy. He's made decisions. But his wife, at all these times where he's going like, it's like a wobbly infant, he's like waddling through these, you know, choices in life, his wife has supported him and said, you know, okay, honey, or, or you know, let's talk about this, let's pray about this, and she just helps him along. But see, if a man feels like, if I make a mistake, she's going to lower the boom on me. She's going to say, you stupid idiot, you did it again. You're leading us in the wrong direction. If he feels like that, he is going to be like not making decisions. He's already second-guessing himself. So it's, it's more important that you're with him. And if he makes a wrong, you know, course change, you go with him. You know, be that, that person next to him that tries to help him put your input in. You've got insight that God gave you. Give that to him. But it's better that you show him respect, that, that you know, he trusts you, you know, because then, you know, you'll be able to help you know, shore him up. And, and really, that's the way God made it. God, God designed it that way. Um, women frequently making the mistake of insulting their husbands in an attempt to motivate them to change and, you know, really come into trouble. Um, you know, they say things, what's the matter with you? Uh, can't you do anything around here? Can't you pick up your dirty clothes? What kind of loser are you anyway? You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Women who do this assume that their criticism and rejections are, are properly received. They will, uh, you know, because a woman does that because if a woman kind of shames another woman into something like that, she'll think like, man, I, you know, I need to do better and she'll do better. But you do that to a man and he, he won't change at all. He'll, he'll push back. And so uh, that's really not the greatest way to do it. That's not, you know, you, you've got better tools than that. Um, let me continue on here for sake of time. Um, let, me, let me say this, um, because it kind of give you the flip side of this, because I don't want you to misunderstand me. Uh, respecting a man doesn't mean you can't work on him. You just need to be smart about it. If you're not careful, your attempts to change him will communicate disrespect to him. So you just don't want to get it to a place where you lose him. It's like when you're training a child or training anybody or doing anything. You want to, you want to challenge them, but you don't want to go to the point where you lose them. And you're going to have to keep this relationship. You know, with children, you're trying to connect the strings. You're trying to love that child so that, you know, they know they'll take more from you if they know that, that you love them. He'll take more from you if, if he knows that you respect him and that, you know, he, you, you both have... Uh, you know, uh, a point that you're heading towards, and, and you've got his best interest at heart, and, and there's that trust there. You can do so much more that way. Um, let me, let me uh, give you another little thought to, to think about this, because um, as I was studying, you can look in the Bible and you can see how God deals with men. That's a good thing that you, you ladies might want to study, because God, I would say, challenges men very greatly. But when God comes to men, he comes to Gideon, and here he is hiding in the threshing floor, right? All the enemies are around. And he says, you know, hey, thou mighty man of valor. You know what I'm saying? And he talks to Gideon that way. That's a good, you know, <laughs> note how to talk to, you know, your son. Talk to your husband. Talk to, you know, the kid in Sunday school. You, you should try to see what he could be. God sees what we could be. And he, he gives them that respect, not based on his performance. He's there cowering and shivering, you know what I'm saying? And he's saying, hey, mighty man of valor. And, and then God goes about working with him and challenging him. And God deals with us that way. Um, other examples would be uh, Peter. You know, uh, he changes his name from Simon to Peter, you know, and he's the stone. You know, he is, you know, he, he's, he's the, the, the one that God sees all this potential in. And, um, of course, he, he, he was filled with all kinds of problems. Um, but, but God works with us that way. Um, let me kind of talk about this subject here about if it ain't broke. Um, and I'll explain this a little further. When a man falls in love with a woman, his thoughts go something like this. I love you. She's great. In fact, she's perfect. I love her just the way she is, and I hope she never changes. And, of course, we mentioned a little bit, you know, a woman gets married and she says, well, this is great, but, you know, this is going to be a lot of work. He's got a lot of changes to make. We're going to do this. We're going to change that. We're going to change that, you know. And, and so we have these polar opposites. Um, another thing is that women love to work on relationships, you know, and, and that drives men, you know, batty. I mean, just the thought of working on the relationship makes, you know, most men like ill. You know what I mean? They're like, you're saying there's something wrong with me. And this fragile ego is like, Ugh, you know, it's a problem. Um, but, of course, he does need to be challenged. Um, 
And, and let me just make this statement. It's not that he is completely against change. It's that he thinks his wife is wonderful the way she is, and she would feel the same, you know, that she should see, feel the same way about him, as I mentioned. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff in here about, and, and it really applies more to America and really our history about the Wild West and how things were. But the whole concept of that is that a society that was dominated by men, that was wrought with uncivilized behavior, because it was men, that changed because real women showed up. Not the ones in the brothels, you know what I'm saying? Real women. Proverbs 31 women showed up. And they started, you know, dealing with, that clock's not working again, is it? It's not. I better look at my watch. I'll just uh, give you this and, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll finish her up. Um, but they came and they showed, you know, these men really the way it should be. So I'm not saying that you can't challenge him. He need, you need to challenge him. But you've got, you got to show kindness. Um, a woman thinks that if she only shows kindness, if I'm kind to him, I do the things I'm supposed to do, I bring him his tea, I bring him his food, I do all these things, and I overwhelm him with kindness, he's going to just like magically do all the things I want him to do. That is like wrong. You do that with a kid, you come up with a, you know, a little hellion. That's, that's just the way it is. Um, it, you can put you know, some rules in there. Those women in the Wild West would say, you're going to leave your boots at the door. You're going to come home at night. You're not going to the saloon. You're not going over. If you want to live with me, these are the rules. And that's not wrong. All right, yes, the husband's the head. He's the authority and all of that. But the truth is, God doesn't deal with us that way. We talked about unconditional love. You should have unconditional love for your children. You should have unconditional love for your husband. You should have respect for him. But that doesn't mean that, that, that there's no rules and just anything goes. God doesn't deal with us that way. I mean, does God unconditionally love us? Sure he does. But does God say, if you want to have a relationship with me, you can just do anything you want? Certainly not. God says, you know, you're going to have to be holy. You're going to have to do some things if you want to be close to me. So ladies, that's okay. You know what I mean? I think, you know, why don't I do a lot of things that, you know, I, you know, might do? Because my wife would kill me. She's a, she's, she's a submissive woman. She respects me. But she's a strong woman. You know what I'm saying? And she has got you know, some values and some things, and that's good. You ought to be that way. We've got women now that are just passive and just go, oh, okay, I guess, you know. You know, it's either one extreme or, or another. Either they don't say anything, and I'm just going to be kind. You know, it's like, it's in Baptist circles now, it's like, it's like, oh, just sweep it under the rug, you know, just put on a good face, smile, everything's wonderful, you know, like this. And I'm not saying it should be, you know, like this, but not dealing with the problem doesn't fix it. We need to deal with the problem, show them respect, you know, carefully, patiently, you know, work with each other. If I had more time, I'd get into a little bit more. There's so much more for both sides, you know, the guys and the girls, you know, to talk about. But consider these things. These are very, very key things. That thing of respect is, is so very, very key. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for uh, just uh, the uh, participation here this morning. Lord, I pray that uh, you'd help us to remember these things. 
Lord, it's one thing to know them. It's another thing to do them, Lord. Certainly, Lord, I, I hope the ladies don't feel that uh, the, the responsibility is all on them. It certainly is not. And, Lord, I pray that it has been insightful. And, Lord, I pray that uh, you would just help the guys, Lord, to do their part. Lord, help them to love their wives, Lord, as Christ loved the church. Help them, Lord, to, to be able to set their wives at ease and give them the trust in, that, that they deserve. And, Lord, help them to choose them and help, help uh, them to know that, uh, Lord, uh, they have the rightful place in his heart. And, Lord, I pray that you just uh, bless us, Lord, the rest of this hour. In Jesus' name, amen.